0: Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he's good, and his steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, his steadfast love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, his steadfast love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, let his, his love, his steadfast love endures forever. The Lord is my strength, my song, he's become my salvation. Glad songs of salvation are in the tents of the righteous. This is the gate of the Lord, and the righteous shall enter through it. I thank you, you've answered me and have become my salvation. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So we want to do that today. We want to celebrate what God has done and what He's been doing uh, over the past year. It was a few years ago now, I think maybe two, between two and three years ago, that uh, a group from this church sat down together and we asked ourselves this question What's unique about this body? Because, you know, just like people, churches are different, churches have different personalities. Just like people, we all have things in common, but everyone's a little different. And so, what are the unique things about this church? What makes us unique? What are those things that we really value? And uh, hopefully, if you were to come here for very long, you would be able to look at what's happening and, and how we're behaving as a congregation and say, you know what? Yeah, they, uh, they say they value that. They, they do value that by how they live. And so what we're going to do this morning is we're going to walk through uh, over the next, uh, we're going to take about a half hour here, 25 minutes, 30 minutes, and we're going to walk through five values that we have as a church. I'm going to mention the value, introduce it, and then we're going to look at an example of how in this past year uh, we have lived that out. And let me tell you, the hardest thing about this setting this whole service up was there were so many, Different examples that that we could have, that well, we could look at, and so it was really like putting uh, 20 names in a hat and just picking one out. So you're just going to see a just a smattering of what would be many, many examples of things that have happened around here this past year. So here's the first one, and I'll give you the. You can kind of follow along in the back of your bulletin here if you want to. They're listed, and I'm going to read a, a passage. So the first, the first value we have is caring for one another as family. And where do we see that value in the scripture? Let me just read from Matthew chapter 12. And I'm going to read verses 46 through 50. Matthew chapter 12, verses 46 through 50. Uh, While Jesus was speaking to the people, behold, his mother and brother stood outside asking to speak to him. But he replied to the man who told him, Who is my mother and my brothers? And stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, Here are my my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and my sister and my mother. So what Jesus is doing here is redefining family. And he's saying there is a sense in which We are spiritual family. We are brothers and sisters. And so we may, uh, obviously, we're not, most of us here are not related to one another. But when you're born again, you're born into a family. And you are spiritually related. Put it that way. You're spiritually related to other believers. That's why you can go anywhere in the world, any race, any place, and you meet someone else. And you feel, you sense a connection because we are family. And so that's how we want to live uh, in in this family. So here's an example I picked. I'm going to invite up uh, several people. I'm going to invite up my wife and I'm going to invite up uh, Reed <clears throat> if she's here and Mabel and uh, I'm not sure if Lita's here but we're going to invite these people up and Sherry. So if you'd come up I'm going to All right, <clears throat> Lita's a little slower. You can pray for Lita. Tomorrow, early. She is going in to have her hip replaced. So, <clears throat> and she has her personal assistant with her. <laughs> so, I just want you to, I think this is a wonderful example of how the body of Christ is supposed to work. And so, um, I'm going to give the... I'm going to give my, the mic here to my wife. And uh, <clears throat> so this story starts at 2510 in, in the restaurant. And we're, uh, we have somebody that waits on us so very well. Every... Uh, <laughs> Every morning, and the funny thing was, uh, so Sherry's coming to our table, and, and Vicki's uh, Vicky's engaging her in, in all this conversation. And Sherry doesn't know this, but when she would leave, I would say, you got to quit asking her questions. She's going to lose her job. The boss <laughs> is going to be, because they would go on for five, a long time, okay? But you know what? God was doing something. And so why do you just, you just got a minute, but to share how you connected well, however far you can go in a minute.
1: <laughs>
0: so I have been
2: praying that because my friends are in this church, and my, um, what I do in my spare time and whatever besides my job is with people in this church. And I teach piano, my students, and they come from Christian homes. And, and so, you know, I'm looking at the candle, and every Sunday I can't raise my hand because I don't really rub shoulders with people. So I prayed that God would give me an opportunity to share my faith with somebody. Well, Sherry was waiting with us, waiting on us, and um, I remember one um, summer day we were out on the patio and there was no one else there. And so I asked her how she was. And um, that was a really low time in her life. And so she starts sharing with us a little bit. And so I said, Well, I'll pray for you. And so every Thursday when we would come there, um, for breakfast, she would share with me a little bit more. And a couple times we were behind the coffee pots. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I told her, you need a friend. I said, would you like Would you like to meet with me sometime other than here? And so she said yes, yeah. so and gave me her phone number, and that kind of started a, a friend relationship.
0: And um, do you want me to go beyond that? You, a you, I'll give you another 30 seconds. Oh. <laughs>
2: Church family, and so then I picked her up one Sunday, and she came to church here, and we started meeting. And then um, one day, um, so then I asked, started asking her about her faith journey. And then one day in Oak Island Park, I got to watch her um, commit her life to the Lord. It hmm. was such a thrill
0: for me. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> she's in the family, and so we uh, she's having surgery no place to go right when you get out and so Rita's not here today but she ended up with Rita for about what a week maybe a week and you know I talked to Rita and that was just she was so excited to to spend this time so that was kind of the first connection well after that week uh She was uh, in a place where she had to get out of her apartment, no place to go, didn't have a job. She'd hurt her. She just had surgery. What do you do? And so you call Mabel. That's what I did. (laughs) So Mabel, just take a minute. What was it like having this gal in your house? You'd never met her before.
3: shared it with Sherry, and she loves fresh vegetables, and she wanders around in the garden <laughs> in the morning barefoot, even sometimes, and, um, yeah, with a cup of coffee in her hand. <laughs> and uh, so we spent the month together, and I'm so glad to see her. I thought of her then as a baby, Christian, and uh, watch her grow, and she, I, it, her prayer then was for a little independence. She, she really had no home. And um, so many other things in her life were just turned upside down for her. And I was sorry to see her go, and so was my family. And my family I said, her." <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: but she's moved on to up.
0: Yeah. So... Then what happened was Lita was going to have someone stay there with Revive, but they didn't, they didn't need anyone, and lo and behold, Sherry was just, said, well, let's, well, you can stay for me for the week. How many weeks ago, it was, how many months ago was that? Yeah. Well, when so tell us what happened then. When Sherry
2: left Mabel, she asked if she could come over by me, so I had her, come over, have Mabel, bring her over. Sure what rooms she could have it. She ended up coming to me, and she's still there. good thing bad thing. She's still there. Okay. And she's still there, and because she's there, she's also able to help me through my surgeries and stuff that I need. She's my coach. Uh, because now I'm going to the hip surgery, and I've already had two shoulders replaced. Hmm. So this time I don't have to go to rehab. with my coach, and she's going to be taking care of me at all.
0: Wow. That's great.
2: we've seen her go through school, too, and she worked very hard on that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, Sherry, just tell us, what has this been like? I mean, you know, these you didn't even know these people. No. So, so how has that experience been for you? It's been wonderful. Huh? And I feel like I'm part of a family now,
2: whereas before I felt pretty lonely and depressed. Yeah, and- yeah. a <laughs> no the house. Yeah. Good back up. part of this church now than just a wandering soul that's been yeah. lost. And yeah.
0: So, isn't that a great story? So, <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> so thank, thank you. you <laughs> thank you, everyone. Thank you. You know, sometimes we don't want to impose on people, and you know, asking someone, "Hey, would you like someone to move in with you?" Um, but you know what? That's what we're here for. And and every one of you know, Mabel, Rita, Lita, they would tell you, "It's been a great blessing uh, for them, and they've been a great blessing." So,
1: <clears throat> uh,
0: so many examples of of this church and, and what it means to uh, to live like a family. So. But we got to move on. That's the first one. Here's the uh, here's the next one. Reaching lost souls. Reaching lost souls. Matthew twenty five thirty seven. Let me read this and just listen to these. Uh, listen to these words. You know, we we ask people to raise their hands. How many share the gospel? If you've been here very long, you also know that. There's more than just sharing the gospel, though. There's being the gospel. There's being good news. There's helping people in practical ways. And so in, in Matthew 25, 37, here's what we read. This is at the very end of time, at the very last judgment. It says, then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison or visit with you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. And so here's what I'm going to do here. We'll just do this quickly, but I'm going to put you on the spot here today, okay? If you're involved in a if you're involved in a ministry outside these walls in the community to minister to people, I want you to just come up here for for a moment and uh, just come up here quickly. If you're involved prison ministry, thanks, Jeff. Home, warming center, United Way, uh, the uh, food shelves. If you're involved in a ministry outside these walls that's a caring ministry for people, um, <clears throat> I want you to come up here. <laughs> And, by the way, this is just a, uh, I'm looking at the line here, it's just a portion, there's a number of people that aren't here today that are on that uh, list of people, and so I just want you to just say, hi, I'm, and just tell us, uh, just tell us what the name of the ministry is, and one tagline as to what, what that, you know, what that is, so. You just get a couple sentences to define what it is that you do. We're going to start over here on this end. You wanted to be first, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. So, yeah. Then, so then you don't have to worry. You get to be first and you're all, all right. So tell us. So did?
2: I'm Tammy O'Meara, and you all know what Randlin does. Um, I take in homeless addicts and alcoholics and um, help them get a job, hopefully stay sober and clean, and get them back into the community. Um,
0: Thanks. That's about it.
3: Thanks. I'm Pete Mischel, and one of the things that pastor asked me to do recently was to go to Randlin once a week and meet with the um, individuals there and lead Bible study, and it's been a really, really great experience. God.
1: Hi, I'm Gary Forrell. Uh, I've got, uh, the Lord has led me to have two Life Recovery Bible studies Tuesday night here and then down at the Alano Club downtown Wausau reaching uh, alcoholics and addicts, mm. and it's just been awesome how the Lord leads. Mm. Praise God. Yeah. I'm Jeff. I do it with another gentleman from another church uh, Tuesday night Bible study down Marathon County Jail. Been doing that almost eight years now, wow. and I've missed the last eight weeks. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to going back down Tuesday again, and hopefully they'll remember me.
3: <laughs> uh, Sonya Donaldson. I volunteer
2: with Habitat for Humanity. Um, we do the RBM store on Saturdays, and then on Tuesdays and Thursdays we take in donations, and I help clean houses for the new families that are going into their brand-new
3: house. So there's a lot of praying why that's being done.
0: Yeah.
3: I'm Susan Stomoroski. I cook breakfast on Sunday morning at the Warming, sal- warming Center.
0: So what time do you get up? Huh? What time do you get up on Sunday? 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock, okay.
3: Oh, I also have Days for Girls, Yeah. which Great. is um, a group that um, ladies that... From different churches that get together and we make sustainable, renewable female hygiene products for girls um, around the world so they can stay in school or you know be protected.
2: I'm Kristen Michaud and for the past three years through my job at United Way I've been involved with different things um, helping people in the community and actually tomorrow I start a new job as a volunteer coordinator at Faith in Action and that um, organization does things to help people who are over 60 be able to stay in their homes. Um, so I'm happy to help with both of those
3: things.
2: Mm-hmm. Jamie Buchanan, and I volunteer at the Warming Center Friday nights, uh, November through April. Yeah.
1: Kurt Thompson, and through Pastor Casey, he's led me into a ministry with two guys that are in prison. Um, Scotty Smith, who is in Oshkosh, and David Smith, uh, who is now in Waupun. Mm.
2: Cindy Bakara and I work at Aspirus Wasa Hospital as a chaplain. I work in oncology and rehab and um, palliative care. So um, um, I used to be a hospice chaplain, so this really fits in well with palliative and seeing so many people coming at the end of their lives.
3: I'm Linda Bessett, and I volunteer at the Hummy Home with the beauty shop, help bring the clients down to the beauty shop on in the basement. <laughs> and I also do pet therapy with my dog at the same place.
2: Hi, I'm Jackie Chow, and I've been part of Moms in Prayers. We lead a group. We follow the order of uh, Fern Nicholson Nichols from California. We pray for our children in school, our teachers, the professors in college. And when you send your child off to kindergarten, you kind of the most important thing you get them in their school pack is prayer because they're out of your hands, they're in someone else's hands, and when they go off to college, then they're really on their own, and that's when our children and our schools need the prayer the most. We pray on Wednesday afternoons. Hmm.
1: My name is Robert Leafblad, and in 2014, God brought my family here um, so that uh, I can minister to inmates, um, ex-prisoners, and um, single moms and dads, young people, old people, to equip them with with a, a hands-on skill that they can lead a productive life and to encourage them in, in the, the, just the everyday issues that come up from death in the family to the struggles with childcare and uh, also, to hopefully, God willing to, to be a voice uh, of justice and within the higher education system and um, a biblical um, thinking at that level In our nation and in our country okay
0: and these um, there's a number of people that aren't here today we have people working in our a number of assisted living uh, centers and just just a variety of things you know every Sunday we ask how many share the gospel and that is critical in the church Um, but this is a foundation for that and Jesus said you know when when they see your love for me that that's what validates the gospel. And so I just want to thank all of you for what you do and uh, for giving validity to the gospel and uh, by really loving our committee. So let's just give these a hand this morning. <clears throat> thank you. You know, just one other side note uh, I just wanted to mention. Pete Misha was serving on our overseer board a couple years ago. He said, you know, I have to make a choice here between serving on the board or doing things outside. And I said, you know what, I'd, I'd rather see you outside the walls. And so he, he took that and uh, leads a study down at Random Home, also for New Believers here, leads uh, a study on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock. And so we really we really value people that serve in here, but one of our goals is is to... You know, you don't have to serve on a committee in Bethany to be serving the Lord and serving this church. Uh, When you're serving out there, you're you're doing the work of the church. So thank you, each one that that does that. Okay, caring, reaching. um, Another thing I wish we had time for, I'll just mention it, we had Revive this year. And uh, I'm just going to tell you one story because they're not here, but uh, Kaylee, Brianna... And Matthew, I don't think they're here, are they today? Okay, they're at Every Revive. Every Revive, they're there. They're the first ones there, probably the last ones to leave. And uh, they were there yesterday, and Brianna said when she went out, she prayed. She said, you know what would really be cool today, Lord? I know sometimes we go out in the community, and the people actually come back to the church. And... So they went out, and lo and behold, Brianna's group were the ones that brought a guy back to church. 22-year-old man from uh, Appleton who was living in his car in Dunkin' Donuts, uh, <clears throat> over by Dunkin' Donuts. And they went up and knocked on the window, and he rolled it down. I said, are you the police? I said, no, <laughs> we're not the police. And uh, got in a conversation, and uh, so this man was there last night. In fact, I sat next to him at supper and he said, "Well, one thing good about coming here," he said, "I already he said I found a good church." And I said, "Where's that?" He said, "Right, here. we're up at Living Well." He said, "Right here," and so uh, <clears throat> it was just exciting to see uh, to see that ministry. And by the way, when Revive was here, this church had the highest number of people participate. Uh, Seventy-two people from this church participated in going out, and so uh, we value lost people here. Here's number three. Number three is investing in others, investing in others. You know, one of the things that we're called to do here, and I'm going to read this from Ephesians 4, uh, we are called to invest in one another. And so listen to these words. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God and mature manhood in fact to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ and so we believe in investing in one another and teaching and building up and equipping um, one another to be mature and I think what it means when you're mature is you're you no longer just thinking about yourself you're thinking about others and you're thinking about serving in the community i mean the people that you see up here and uh... you know i think for any of us when we maturity in our faith is when we're not just wondering how pe- what people are thinking about us or what kind of impression or what are people giving me but when we're here to serve other people serve our community and so that's what we invest in uh, to illustrate this here's what we're going to do and i just want to take a moment and pray for each of these groups first of all If you are mentoring someone one-on-one, if you're mentoring someone in any one-on-one relationship, I'd just like you to stand. I'd like to pray for you. If you're mentoring somebody, Barb's got her hand up. She can't stand. Dan, Barb and Dan, okay? Why don't you just look around here. Um, We have a lot of people in this church that mentor, and I just want to pray for these people. Father, you have called us as disciples to disciple others. That becomes, Lord, just the core of, I think, what it means to, to be moving on in our faith. And I, I thank you for those that are discipling other people, that are investing their time. I thank you for those that are standing. And, Lord, the impact that they are making on the people that they are, are investing in. And so we pray that you, just, uh, <clears throat> you would just cause these mentoring relationships to flourish. I thank you for... Uh, for Marianne who works with this ministry of discipleship in our church and uh, Lord thank you for for each one here that is involved in this way. I pray this in Jesus name. Amen. You may be seated. A second group of people I'd like to just say a prayer for. We have a whole host of adult offerings Uh, you just saw it here that came out in January Bible studies, other things, teaching, so forth. And so if <coughs> if you're involved in, in one of those uh, adult offerings, uh, I would like to ask you to stand, and I also would like to pray at the same time. Any of you that are serving as ministry team leaders, I would also like to pray for you. So if you'd stand, if you're doing a class, a Bible study, a <coughs> ministry team leader, and... Uh, <coughs> I'd like to pray for you at this time. Okay. Father, uh, we thank you for those who invest in other people, whether it be a Bible study, whether it be a a life recovery group, whether it be serving on on one of our ministry teams. And Father, I just thank you for those that invest in the lives of, of other people. And so might you, might you bless these ministries. And I, I just thank you for uh, the difference that it makes in the lives of, of others in this congregation. And so we, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. And then just the final group I'd, I'd like to pray for. <clears throat> if you're here and you, you serve in, in ministry and investing in... Our children or youth, I want you to stand. <clears throat> I don't know how many are here, but I, uh, I saw a list the other day of, of just with our children's ministry, 30 people here at Bethany that are involved just from nursery. By the way, this includes nursery. It includes uh, <clears throat> our elementary. It includes our, our youth programs. So I want to pray with you, and, and we want to pray also, use this opportunity to pray for the young people in this church father i I have a special burden for for our young people Lord, they grew up in a very difficult world and it's it's not a world that they made father it's a it's a world that that we made, and sometimes we're we're quick to judge or to see things that <clears throat> maybe we don't like or things that aren't, aren't right. And yet, Father, there's so many, there's just so many things that are, are wrong in this place, in this culture, in the, in the settings where uh, our young people grow and develop. So many kids with, you know, just just having to deal with not having the <clears throat> both of their parents and parents who are trying to deal with, with just the challenges of that. So, Father, this is just such an important area of ministry today, and I, I thank you for those who, who step in and do this. And, Father, we, we also acknowledge that sometimes it's really hard. Um, you're trying to teach kids, and they're, they're just bouncing off the walls because they got all kinds of things going on uh, all kinds of instability, all kinds of insecurity in their lives, and it is just not easy. So I thank you for those who have committed to this. Father, we we desire that children and youth who grew up in this church would <clears throat> would fall in love with you and would um, that they would have a passion for you. And that, Father, you would protect them from religiosity, you'd protect them from legalism, you'd protect them from anything that would distract them from, from having a pure heart uh, for you and for them understanding the heart you have for them. And so, Lord, might, might uh, you just bless these children and youth ministries, bless these workers who, who uh, patiently are participate in these ministries. And we just thank you, and I thank you for those uh, standing here and for those that aren't here that also serve. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Investing in others. It's, it's something that we value. Here's the fourth one. The fourth one is depending upon God to lead us and guide us. Depending upon God to lead us and guide us. Let me just share uh, a couple verses here. I, I find these verses really amazing to me when you think about the fact that God was with us in the person of Christ. And listen to what he said. Listen to what Jesus said here. This is from... It says, Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, the Son can do nothing. This is Jesus now. Jesus said, The Son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, that the Son does likewise. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all that he himself is doing. It's pretty amazing that Jesus is here and he says, I can't do anything without hearing from my Father. And you, you just find this throughout. Here's chapter 828, just a little farther over. He says, uh, so Jesus said, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you'll know that I am he and that I do nothing On my own authority, but speak just as the Father has taught me. A couple chapters later, chapter 12, Jesus says a a similar thing. Verse 49 says, For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. Jesus said, the only thing I tell you is what I hear that's that's how dependent Jesus was upon his Father. And so how much more are we dependent upon God to know what to do and what to say and and what to speak? You know, we're in a 21 days of prayer. And uh, I think the Lord has put on the hearts of our, our leaders uh, the importance of prayer. I want to tell you, we haven't, you know, I think, I think prayer is... I think we individually pray. I, I think we have a sense of this, but really spending time and, and really committing to be intentional about this. I, I think we're, and, I, and I take this on myself. I think we're kind of, I think I have not led uh, in the way that I need to in that area. And so this is something the, the Lord has put on our hearts. Um, I'm thankful for those of you who have been committed to pray. Uh, I know a few weeks ago, is Bob here? Bob Johnson, are you here? There's Bob. Yeah, Bob gathered, uh, I think, a Thursday night group to pray. There's been a few people, but not a lot. And uh, I want to thank those who have faithfully prayed, faithfully prayed for this church. And, you know, we're sensing that God is leading us in that spirit to, uh, to really deepen that prayer in our church. And so, over these 21 days, we've, uh, the church has been open at 6 a.m., and uh, we've had a few people coming out to experience that. Uh, It's—I got to tell you—it's just kind of a really cool thing to start the day, talking to the one who created. You know, we're praying and we're we're reading about how the sun is coming up. You know, in the how, how God speaks as the sun rises and. And here we are praying, and and God's at work all around us. And there's just something that seems right about starting the day. Just starting the day, acknowledging God and just being in his presence. And, you know, we're not coming with a long grocery list of things we want. We're really just coming and enjoying God and focusing on him and what he's doing and how how great it is and how great it is to know him. And so this is a time of, of really just drawing near to, to our God, and it, it just, is something really cool about that. So I asked uh, Rob, one of our overseers, who's showed up a few mornings, uh, one of the reasons was because I asked him to lead one of them, and uh, but that's not the only reason he, uh, he came. So Rob, come on up and just share. Uh, I just asked Rob, so kind of what's it been like for you? Have you been reflecting on gathering at this early morning? Uh, just share a little bit of your experience with it.
1: <coughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, I grew up in a church, in a church just down on Grand Avenue, and just a little background. Uh, we would do Sunday morning church. We'd have youth group on Sunday night, and on Wednesday, my dad would always go to prayer meeting. Mm. And that was, to me, when I got older, I still didn't really touch me. I I went sometimes just kind of out of obedience, but it wasn't a real experience and a relationship with with my Heavenly Father. And um, I don't know, we've probably all heard the verse that says pray without ceasing, and that always kind of in my mind was like, how do you do that? How can you go throughout the day praying all the time because you have these other things. You just come in and interrupt and interrupt. And what I found is with this t- 21 days of prayer, I haven't been there every morning, but there are some that have not thankful for those faithful people. But um, when you start the day with others in a focused group of prayer like that, it just it changes the entire day. Mm. It really does. Um, uh, you might feel like I, I just. You might feel like you, you're not a good. You're not good at praying. You're not good at doing that in a group. You don't have to come, and pray out loud. You can just be there and pray along with us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a great experience and it's definitely life changing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> when you're. Uh, you know the bible says there's another verse that says i can do all things through christ who strengthens mm-hmm. me but you find out that when you're when you're praying like that and in worship you can do nothing really of value without christ giving you the strength to do those things and that's when you start realizing that it becomes easy to pray all day long, mm. Mm. so it's life changing if you haven't done it, come out and do it it's It's awesome mm.
0: Mm. thanks Rob, yeah, Rob. Thank you. so pray as uh, when this twenty one days is up uh, we're seeking God as to uh, this isn't a twenty one day prayer event uh, we're really sensing one of our primary initiatives this year is to for all of us just to deepen uh, our prayer with God and what that looks like and how we might provide that opportunity for all of us. So you can be a prayer about that, depending upon God to lead and guide us. Well, here's the last one. The last one is accepting others and being real. Accepting others and being real. Uh, in Romans 12:9 it says, we find uh, these words, let love be genuine. Another word there is sincere. Sincere is a word, initially it, it meant sun-tested. You maybe heard this illustration, but what they used to do is on the clay pots, if, if they were cracked, they would take wax. they put wax over the crack, and then they'd repaint the pot. And so you could sell this pot, and... What they would do is if you held those clay pots, if you held them up to the sunlight and somebody had waxed over a crack, you could see it. And uh, so what it means to be sincere, it means to be sun tested. It means to lift your light up to the sun and see if it's, you know, uh, are we, uh, is it genuine? You know, or is it waxed over? And so the admonition here is that our love should be sincere, that we should truly accept one another. And, you know, one of the things I just want to say on this point, and I'm, I'm not going to invite somebody else up on this one. Uh, I, I'm just going to share from my own experience uh, just briefly, and, and then we're going to wind up here. But, you know, I have enjoyed, one of the things I have enjoyed more than the vast, I believe, more than the vast majority of pastors uh, about this church body is that this has been a place where I have been able to be myself. I really have. Um, I've been accepted as, as who I am. And by the way, that means uh, in light of the fact that there are things that probably drive some of you crazy. <laughs> That's just true. I, I, have some, I have some strengths in my life. I also have some significant weaknesses. And, uh, you know, this church has accepted those weaknesses and, and allowed me to live out. I, I took a, a test this last week, and on this test, it shows you who you are kind of naturally as a person, how God has made you. And then it shows your, what they call your adaptive style and how you're adapting to the situation you're in. So, you know, maybe you got a job like that where your job doesn't fit who you are and you have to be doing things that's really not you in the job. And so it was interesting when that test came back, my natural style, who I am naturally, and my adoptive self were identical. Which means that I'm just doing here what, who I am, okay? And you know what, that's been okay. For 18 years, that's been okay. And uh, I know well enough that there are, you know, there are things that are, are not in my gift mix that some of you appreciate, and, and you have to endure that. That's part of what you get with me. Um, Next time, you'll get somebody else, and it'll be a little different. And uh, some of you will love them better than me, and some of you won't like them as well. That's just how it is. But this church, I think, has one of the predominant characteristics. This is a very accepting church. You can come in here with problems and things going on in your life, and and this church is uh, very accepting, and and I think a place where you can be who you are. So I love Bethany. I, I think the values you see there our values that this church lives out. I think there's a sense of integrity there. And uh, it's, it's not me. It's this body. I hope you've seen that today. You've just seen a little bit. It's this body living out uh, these values and functioning as the body of Christ. And so uh, I'm just really excited that what God has done. There's so many things. We have so much to be thankful for. And uh, I just look I think the next chapters are exciting for Bethany, and I'm just excited to see what that is. Well, it's time for our, uh, it's time for the, uh, one of the highlights of our year in review. Dave, oh, can, can you come here, can you come here a minute? I just, oh, yeah, we'll get, so I, I just wanted to invite the wizard from out behind the curtain for a minute. Um, so Dave does this every year, and uh, so just tell us, this, this is a, uh, how many years have you done this? Let hold that for Oh, uh, I got to hold that thing? Yeah, hold that. Right. Um, off and on, about 10 years. 10 years. Yeah, I got about 10 files on my computer-ish. And, and how long does it take you to do one of these?
1: Depends on how much Mountain do I have. <laughs> Okay. It's getting harder. There's so many pictures to put in here. You guys are too darn busy. <laughs> now, you're going to watch the video, you're going to see, oh, there's something missing. Yes, there's a lot of things missing. You guys are just too busy. Yeah. Uh, and that's a wonderful thing. Um, Pastor Kim asked me, how long is the video this year? I said, 25 minutes. <laughs> it's really 12. <laughs> I was hoping his sermon would be shorter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: So, you know, this is just an example to me, though, of uh, you know, everybody here has gifts that bless the body. And so we're just thankful for using this gift you have, because it's been great. Way- so, with, uh, with nothing more said, let's just enjoy uh, a year in review, and, and then we'll conclude. <clears throat>